We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Well, this is the largest loss of the season. It's the most points the Knicks have given up in a game this season. As the Knicks come out of the All-Star break, as they get completely dominated by the Milwaukee Bucks and fall to 500 on the season. The Bucks get their revenge. Knicks blew them out in December at the Garden, and the Bucks do the same thing here tonight in Milwaukee. Final score 134 to 101. All right. Well, not the way we wanted to start the second half of the season. Starting this one early because uh, this is some good old fashioned. Garbage time right now. Um, as I sit here and speak these words into existence, uh, there's six and a half minutes left in this game, and Bobby Portis, God bless him, just attempted a three, but the Knicks are down 110 to 81. So this one is over. Um, I, you know, I had a bad feeling. I had a bad feeling about this one all day. I, not only did I have a bad feeling about this one all day, I've had a bad feeling about this one for a few days. And it was like, that's why I was so happy they got that Detroit win uh, to end the first half of the season. Because I looked at the, when you looked at the second half of the schedule, you're like, this isn't, this is not what you want. The Milwaukee Bucks have won. Five of six, they're starting to put it together. They're, you know, they got Holiday back. He's reintegrated. Like, they're going to go on a run, and they – it's just – so before we get into the specifics of this game, and we will get into the specifics of this game, um, I'm not sure this was ever going to end well. Um, that said, the Knicks certainly did the Bucks every favor in the book, almost every favor in the book, because there was, there was one notable bright spot. We're going to talk about RJ Barrett soon. Um, but I'm trying to think of, of the, there are two things that stand out 
in this game. And it's ironic because when you think about the first half of the New York Knicks 2020 and 2021 NBA season, the two things that any person um, is going to think about first and foremost is one, the defense, and two, Julius Randle. And Julius Randle played his worst game of the season tonight, and um, the Knicks played, I would argue, um, <laughs> great comment from, from Greg. The Knicks thought they were good enough to take a vacation. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Tibbs is going to remind them of that after this one. Um, and the defense, uh, tonight I thought was clearly, 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 clearly the worst that it has been all year. Um, I did not think that there were, you know, Tibbs and he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll say something to this effect after the game. Tibbs talks about making strong contests, like guarding the paint, getting back out to the three-point line, all this all this coach speak bullshit. Um, but here's the thing. When the Knicks win, they do all that bullshit. And they didn't do any of it tonight. There was no, to use a, a word that I use, I, I think, um, if we were playing a drinking game, which I'm about to start playing by myself here, on these post-game live streams, I think you'd drink every time I use the word verve. Their defense had no verve tonight whatsoever. And if their defense is going to play with no verve uh, drink um, against a team like this, and if Julius Randle's going to play like he did tonight, they're going to lose by 30-whatever points this is eventually going to be. So um, th- that's my my overall big-picture thought on tonight. I think this team came out and played – like a squad that maybe with, with one exception played like a squad that read a lot of its press clipping, a lot of the press clippings about it over the last several days. And, um, you know, maybe this is what they needed as a reminder that like, Hey guys, you're still the 25th ranked offense in the league. Um, you still have a barely positive net rating. You played the easiest schedule in the league. Um, you're you're not anything special right now. You are a nice, solid, average NBA team. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to be fascinated. I've said this a few times throughout the first half of the season. I'll say it again now. I am absolutely going to be fascinated to see how they come out against Oklahoma City. Um, I'm not going to say it's necessarily like a must-win game, but they better show the hell up and, you know, give it as good an effort as they have given any game this season because – you know, people, it's it's not going to take a lot. And it might only take one game for people to look at this and be like, oh, shit, are the Knicks going to win 10 games over the second half of the season? Because, again, with this schedule and with the fact that they play, if anybody looked at my newsletter this morning, um, I think that there's nine really good teams in the NBA. And the Knicks played um, those nine teams nine times over the first half of the season, six of them, six of those games were at home. They play those same nine teams uh, 13 times over the next 35 games. And of those 13 games, nine of them are on the road, including this one. And they're now losing by 35. So, you know, they. I hope they're humbled after this game. Um, Randall, I'm not going to go crazy over because I, as I said to somebody before, I think it must be difficult to have a goal that you set for yourself and have 
you know, work every day for that goal, towards that goal for six, seven, eight, nine months, and then achieve the goal and have to like almost hit the reset button and be like, okay, I got there. Now what? And I think tonight was the now what? And the now what came against the two-time league MVP. Um, So, you know, hopefully it does whatever Julius Randle needed it to do. Um, before we get to, to RJ, I, 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 we have to talk about Alfred Payton. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, you know, this to me, and I'm going to pull up the, the box score right now because I, I just need to see it again to believe it. Um, this to me, the way he kept Peyton out there in the first half, especially, but I guess, you know, in the second half too, um, this to me felt a little bit like a game where Tibbs was like almost looking up at the front office and being like, you know, this is what I got. And if you want me to make a real playoff run, you might need to do something a little bit, um, else other than what I have. Uh, Michael Aaron. Oh, by the way, Michael. Cheers to you. Um, this Callahan's is absolutely delicious. Um, I just poured myself my first glass. It is fantastic. You are the man. I appreciate you so much. Swinney's tweet. RJ has played 1,227 minutes coming into tonight. 842 of those have come with Peyton, who has only assisted RJ 18 times in that entire span. Yeah, I retweeted a video clip before that um, Tom um, – put up and I noticed it at, at the moment it happened when Peyton had RJ, you know, um, on the wing open for a three and completely ignored him. And this is not new. Um, and I think he accompanied it with a stat about guys who have driven a certain amount of times this year and, um, refused to make, uh, I don't, don't have a, a high assist percentage on those drives. And Peyton is egregious. He does not drive to pass. He drives to shoot. Um, you know, and the only thing I go back to when I'm trying to, because like you guys know me, I always, I will try to find an excuse. Always. Because that's just how I'm built. I will try to find an excuse. And the only thing I can come to think of is that Tibbs tells his guards, put pressure on the, the rim. And if you have a decent shot, take a decent shot. And the, the, the disconnect that I find is that based on the numbers, based on the guys that he leaves open, and it's not hard to see it. RJ was just one example tonight. I don't see how they're doing film sessions where it's not explicitly pointed out to Peyton, look, You've made an incorrect rim read here. And it's at least once a game. Um, and it's usually more than once a game. And like tonight, and I, I have it up right now, um, it's it's like something's wrong when Alfred Payton is taking the second most shots on the team, only to R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett took 15 shots. He made nine of them. Alfred Payton took 14 shots, and he made four. And he took those 14 shots in 24 minutes. R.J. Barrett took the 15 shots in 29 minutes. Julius Randle, 12 shots in 29 minutes. 
um, Emmanuel quickly 10 in 21, Burks 12 in 25. Uh, like, yeah, quickly had an off night. I get it. Randall, we talked about already, but you know, you're the point guard. You're the point guard. If you're Alfred Payton and your job as the point guard is to, you know, get the offense going. And I understand for the Knicks, that looks different than it looks for most teams. They rely on offensive rebounding. They rely on putbacks a lot as Kevin Knox takes a step back three and he makes it good for you, Kevin Knox. Thank you for participating tonight. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, JG. It's a classic Knicks terrible performance. Yeah. Um, no disagreement there. Um, so, you know, I don't know what he's going to do. Um, Alfred Payton was a starting point guard for a team that had the record it did. He also wasn't in there for a while towards the end of the season when Rose played. The numbers are better with Rose. They're blatantly better with Rose. Rose with, uh, I had a stat in today's newsletter again, Rose with Barrett and um, Julius Randle in going into tonight. It was Well, he didn't play tonight, so. Um, in I think 107 minutes, they're like plus something obscene, like plus 20 something. And uh, Alfred Payton with Julius Randle and RJ Barrett uh, is minus, I want to say 1.8 in like 800 something minutes. So again, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Um, tonight was a reminder that no one really needed that it, as long as Alfred Payton is the Knicks starting point guard for as much as he may have the occasional nice game um, and he does some nice things, their ceiling is limited and their ceiling is limited probably to a team that is going to fight to even make the play in game. Um, and certainly they're not going to do anything if they even make the play in game. So um, that's that other guys that we should talk about. I'm going to take a lot of questions before I have to go on to the uh, post-game media zoom as we get Kevin Knox shooting again. Uh, so, so close, so close yet so far. Um, by the way, this is the most points the Knicks have given up all season. And I don't think it's close. I think they, the most they've given up before tonight was 126 against the Clippers. After that, they've given up 121 on opening night. But um, they're at 132 right now. So, again, it's just completely – I can't – I would love to hear what Tibbs has to say after this one. Um, Alec Burks had a nice game. He was 7 for 12 for 17 points. A lot of people asking, are they going to trade him for a second-round pick at the deadline? Unless they're going to replace him with something better, I, I don't see it. Um, Frank played – had, I thought, some nice minutes in the first half. Obviously, he didn't hit a shot. I thought Gibson was fine. Uh, Toppin, I need to go back and watch these because uh, it's telling me four or five from the field for 10 points. I kind of only remember a couple of those. Maybe some of them happened in the last few minutes while I've been talking to you guys. Um, and, of course, I'm burying the lead. Um, I'm burying the lead because if you are a Nick fan and you are uh, determined to find a positive outcome in a 30-point loss, your positive outcome is R.J. Barrett. Um, I thought R.J. Barrett came out tonight um, looking like the guy that he looked like over the last six games before the break. Um, to me, so people were quoting his stats going back a few extra games, like the last 10 games before the break. To me, he turned a corner like five or six games. I need to go back and figure out exactly when it was. 
But when he was starting to be more patient, when he was just taking better shots, when he more importantly wasn't taking bad shots. And yeah, there were a couple of moments tonight where he put up like a high, you know, shot off the glass. That wasn't a great look. But overall, I thought RJ has just kept the train moving. Obviously, nine for 15 from the field looks really good. Um, only two assists, but as Breen noted on the broadcast, he's doing a good job making plays. Um, you know, 22 points. He was minus 27. That's why you should not pay attention to game to game plus minus. Um, the, the, thank you, House Fun. Um, how crafty was the first half drive and dunk? It was really fucking crafty. To get a guy like Chris Middleton, who is an all defense um, caliber defender when he's locked in, to leave his feet. And that's. And that's why, you know, I've written it, others have said it. When you talk about RJ's shooting, it's not the shooting itself that is as important as the fact that if other teams have to respect his shot, what that will do to open up offense um, uh, for for him and for his teammates. Uh, Greg notes, as we just saw, Tibbs walked out on the team. He was the first to leave the court. I am – because we really haven't had one of these games. Like, yes, we had the Spurs game where the San Antonio just hit a bunch of threes. But even that game, they were kind of in it. Um, you know, we had the Magic game. wasn't great. We had a couple of early games in the season where it got away from them in the fourth. We have not had a game like this. We have not had a game where the team just didn't show up on defense in, in the way that they did not show up tonight. And shit, oof! I, I I would not I would not want to be in that locker room. But this is also, you know, this game. It, it it's funny. It could turn on a dime. This is also going to be a test for for the gambit that Leon Rose and company have um have made here, which is that Tibbs is going to be able to continue to motivate these guys. And the one thing that I think this team hasn't had to deal with yet is Tibbs walking into a locker room and being like, you guys are a fucking joke after that, because that's what we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's going to go in there and say in probably more colorful language. and. I'm curious how a team like the Knicks, who has been feeling themselves for, you know, three months now, um, is going to respond when their head coach is going to walk into the locker room and be like, 
you get this is this is unacceptable. Like you sh- you should all be you should all be embarrassed. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see how they respond. You know, winning teams and winning organizations and good franchises, like that's normal. That's par for the course for a coach to go in after a game like this and ream them a new one. We'll see how they respond. I hope they respond well. Quick break to talk about something very cool from our friends at Brooklyn. And as you may or may not know, my wife and I just had a baby. And let me tell you, there has never been a time in our lives when we valued sleep more than we do right now. You know what is important to getting good sleep is your sheets. And I know myself when I'm like just ready to cuddle up and I'm like, I just need a good night's sleep or a good nap. I'm a big nap guy, as as you may know. If like I don't have that good pair of sheets, I'm just I'm just not going to enjoy it. Life is too short to sleep with anything less than the best sheets. And if you want to get the very best, trust me, go check out Brooklinen. So Brooklinen started by Rich and Vicky. They've also tried to find beautiful home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. And so they founded this bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the markups. They have a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, materials to fit your needs and tastes. And best of all, they have over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting. I think if you order some Brooklyn and Sheets, you may add your five-star review to that number because they also have a 365-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not satisfied, you can just send it back. And Brooklyn, of course, is so much more than sheets, comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, you name it. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code FILMSCHOOL to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That is B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code FILMSCHOOL, that's F-I-L-M-S-C-H-O-O-L, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. One more time, brooklinen.com, use promo code FILMSCHOOL. Trust me, you will be happy you did. Um, SK asks, what's our offensive scheme? Our offensive scheme is basically, um, put pressure on the rim and kick out the open shooters and continuing from there to put more pressure on the rim and continuing to kick out to open shooters. That's basically what I, what I think. And a lot of it goes to Randall. Um, Michael Aaron with another comment. I was never crazy about the idea of trading for Lonzo, but do you think his current free throw and three pro percentage is real? Yes, I do. And it's because it's two seasons now. It's not just this year. It's last year, too. I don't pay attention to what happened in the bubble. The bubble was the bubble. Um, And would he work for us as a point guard in transition if we let RJ and Randall make plays in the half court? Absolutely. I think think Lonzo was such a fascinating player. Um, And I think he may be perfect for the way the league is going. Because the way the league is going, yeah, of course you have a few teams that their their point guard is their is their engine. You know, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, um, De'Aaron Fox. Am I missing anybody? I'm sure I'm missing a few people. Whatever. You guys get the, the gist of it. But for the most part, you run your offense through these like big wings. Um, and the Knicks have I mean, RJ Barrett is your t- typical big wing, but like Julius Randle is a weird version of like a big wing that the league runs its offense through today. He's actually more kind of like a smaller version of, of Jokic, if we're being honest, not as much passing ability. That goes without saying. In any case, you put Lonzo alongside guys like that. Yeah. It should be able to work because you're telling me that Lonzo can't do offensively. What, what Alfred Payton could do in terms of setting up the offense. I, that's crazy. Of course he can. The issue is I don't think New Orleans is going to trade Lonzo at this point. Why would they? 
Um, if and if they're going to trade him, boy, what I would ask for, I, I would ask for the sky and the moon. Um, if I was David Griffin, and if you're talking about trying to pry him away in restricted free agency, then you're talking about a silly number. Um, I'm not at this. I mean, if this keeps up, if they, if he keeps shooting like he's shooting, and the, I mean, the on-off numbers are what they are for Lonzo. They're they're outstanding. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the number is. is you, like, is is it a twenty? Is it a um, is it a Malcolm Brogdon offer sheet? Probably got to go higher than that because Lonzo has the pedigree. Brogdon won Rookie of the Year, so I guess that's some pedigree. But still, it's a lot of money. I'm not. I don't. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be complicated, and I wouldn't be surprised um, if they went that route. If it was more something along the lines of like a sign and trade, which you could do, which you could do. Um, take some more questions before to um, do, do, do before get to Mr. Thibodeau. I think I think I should play Thibodeau um, his opening comments live for you guys. What do you think? Um, thank you, Overavness. I appreciate the. Um, contribution of the super chat we appreciate any and all um help that we could get as we as we go about our business would i do four years 75 million for lonzo absolutely um get josh hart to replace one of bullocks or berg yeah I, I like josh hart um jonas plowed i feel like every single time when the opponent starts to gain momentum and the knicks need a basket um without fail elf ends up taking a dumb selfish shot and bricks it yeah you know the I'll say this about the Knicks, and that's why it's easy to point to their offensive scheme and say, I don't like this. One, they're dealing with less offensive talent than anybody in the league. Um, and two, for the most part, uh, thank you, Andrew Chan, for asking about my newborn, by the way. She's good. She's upstairs sleeping. Thank God. Um, two, there haven't been – the biggest difference for me between the Knicks offense this year and the Knicks offense in years past – is there's not a lot of times where I'll look at the shots that they put up and be like, that's not a good shot. Obviously, the shots don't always go in. Um, but usually the shots that they put up are shots that are defensible. And even when, like, I've critiqued Barrett a lot this first half of the year for him putting up bad shots, like, that's a second-year player who's 20 years old who's figuring out when to force it and when to pull back. So you don't mind those shots, even though they're like "quote unquote" bad shots. Um, when but Elf has like a shot or two every game, and there was a three pointer tonight, and it was actually I put that as much on Randall as anything because Randall had an open three at the top of the key, and he passed it up, and he drove, and he kicked to Peyton, and Peyton had the open three, and he hit, and he took it, and it was it just was not close. Um, but again, that goes back to the issues with Peyton, so. You know, it is what it is. But overall, I don't think they take too many bad shots. But, yes, Peyton takes more of them than anybody. Um, thank you for the well wishes, Andrew. Yeah, mom and child are well. Mom's recovering, actually, a lot faster than she was after the first uh, child. So that's that's nice. Um, the awesomest gamer says, we don't just need Corey Kispert. We, we need Corey Kispert. I agree. I would like Corey Kispert on this team, and I, I suspect that they will be in position to draft him. Um, I'm going to be really curious to see how they approach this draft, not to get off on a tangent, but, you know, with Obi, they clearly swung for the fences. Um, and there's going to be some swing for the fences opportunities in the teens here. I would imagine Sharif Cooper is going to be available around where they're picking. Um, 
Jane Springer is probably going to go ahead of where they pick, but like Zaire Williams is going to be a swing for the fences type of pick. Um, trying to think who else Jalen Johnson is going to be a swing for the fences type of pick. Although I imagine they wouldn't go for him with, with their positional needs and whatnot. Um, you know, Kispert is a guy who's just like, that dude's going to come in and he's going to give you $15 million worth of production a year for on a rookie contract because he's going to be that good of a shooter, but his ceiling is limited. Are, are they at this point, you know, are they going to feel come the draft that they're ready to make that type of a play? I don't know. We'll see. I'm interested though. Um, and obviously if they ended up with Kispert, I'd be fucking thrilled. Um, Adam, how can we upgrade point guard over the next year? What would your plan be? Man, it's – I don't have any great answers uh, because there's there's no obvious trade candidate um, that I could see. Like, unless you're going to go balls to the wall for Lonzo and, and, and try to, you know, basically – figure like for force a sign and trade or whatever, like threaten some crazy offer sheet, whatever the case may be, unless you're going to do that, there's no obvious trade candidate. Um, and then you're looking at older stopgap guys and guys like Mike Connolly and, and Kyle Lowry. Um, personally, if I was running the Knicks, would I give Kyle Lowry two years and like $50 million? I would, Depending on what I could do with Lonzo, I think long and hard about it. Um, or, or the alternative, and I have no idea if they're going to do this. I have no idea if they should do this. I don't know if he has what it takes to run an offense next year at this level. But like the thought can't be dismissed of just handing quickly the reins next season. Um, I don't think he's ready for it. I don't think they think he's going to be ready for it. I think quickly as a guy who could run your run your first unit offense is probably a few years down the down the road. Um, but you know where they're at right now. I I don't think they like they they shouldn't rule anything out. You know, so that would be my answer. Uh, Andrew Chan, you brought up Dinwiddie. I'm happy you did. I forgot about him. Dinwiddie obviously has his struggles from the three point line, but Dinwiddie. And people hate when I say this, but I'll say it anyway. Spencer Dinwiddie is a really good basketball player. And, um, you know, I don't know what it's going to take to get him. I got to think the Nets are going to let him walk. Um, I like him. I've always been impressed by him. I've never I've never watched a net game that he played and come away being like, man, Dinwiddie killed him tonight. Or like, Dinwiddie really wasn't helpful to them tonight. Like he's one of those guys. Like there's, <laughs> there's Alfred Payton nights where he goes six for eighteen, and you're like, boy, he did nothing to help this team tonight. And then there's nights where like Donovan Mitchell will go eight for twenty two, and you'll be like, he was the best player on the floor. I think Dinwiddie is a lot closer to the Donovan Mitchell than, than Alfred Payton. Um, so I I think long and hard about Dinwiddie. I just don't know what he wants. So, you know, it's tough, tough call for me to, for me to work. And listen, House Fawn says, stay with D Rose for one more year. The problem with that is like D Rose really at this point is a 20 to 25 minute a game player. And if you're going to, and if you're going to start the season and be like, Derek Rose is our starting point guard, 
Tibbs is going to want a starting point guard who could play 35 minutes if he needs him to. And that's not Derrick Rose at this point, which is unfortunate, but it's true. Um, what percentage is, am I saying that Alfred is back next year? Um, zero. I don't think he's back. I don't think they're in. I don't think there's a snowball's chance at how Alfred Payton is in Nick next year. Um, my guess. Um, is Denver going to try and trade Gary Harris? Can he run point? He can't run point, unfortunately. They may try to trade. So Gary Harris is an interesting name because another um, – and I'm sure I'll talk about this over the next few weeks. Um, the Knicks have this cap space. And uh, shameless plug for my newsletter tomorrow, um, I'm going to talk about why I think it's really important for them to use the cap space before the trade deadline. I think there's not an – like an obvious one-to-one trade. But I do think if there are some trades that teams want to make and a team like Denver is like, all right, fuck it. Let's try to win the championship this year. And they need to send Gary Harris somewhere. If I'm Knicks, I would happily inherit Gary Harris. Who's going to be an expiring contract next year for us. I wouldn't ask for that much. I would ask for like a, I wouldn't ask for much. I would ask for like a second round pick. Because Gary Harris hasn't been able to shoot the ball for two years now, but like Gary Harris is still a guy who's interesting to me and he's expiring. So expiring next year, he's on the books for next year. Um, And he's a guy that like, you never know, crazier things have happened. He's still young. He's shown evidence of being a good basketball player in the past. Um, Health has been an issue. So yeah, I'd look at that, but more to the point, I think they should get in on some of these three team deals maybe that hopefully will be out there. Um, if we get one of, uh, this is from James, I'm going to get this right. Butsakaris. If we get one of Lowry Lonzo and a real two guard, we're probably a 45 win team. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, if they look, Oladipo is out there. They could get Oladipo if they want Oladipo. Like that's not hard. If they want to trade for Oladipo, they could trade for Oladipo fucking tomorrow. If you get him and then you're like, fuck it. We're balls to the wall for for Lonzo. We're gonna get him. I don't care if we have to pay him twenty five million dollars a year. They're not gonna do that. But like, just for argument's sake, let's just say they're like, we want Lonzo Ball. If you give me Lonzo and Oladipo, even the slightly diminished version of Oladipo, Lonzo Oladipo, R.J. Randall, Mitch, like that's a real team. Is it a five seed? Is it a six seed? Is it a maybe a feisty four seed? Um, I don't know. But it's a team that, like, depending on what you sign Lonzo to and what you sign Oladipo to and figuring out the Randall situation and all and the progression of RJ, it's like it's a team with some growth potential because you could still flip one or two of those pieces for a star player down the line and you'd still have all your draft picks. Is that the direction I think they're going to go? I, I don't think this is – I don't think this summer is the all-in summer. Um, no, Tibbs is not on yet. He's still, still looking at a blank, uh, got a blank, blank background here. So I'll, I'll let you know when he's on. Um, I don't think, oh, here we go. He just. Everyone coaches here. If you have a question, please raise your hand and I'll bring you into the room. Hi, Tom. Mark Berman, New York Post. Hey Tom, can you guys hear? Uh, you know what, what do you tell the team after a night like tonight? 
penalties. And obviously disappointed with the result. And, uh, you know, we got to get in tomorrow and take a look at the film and make our corrections and then be ready to go for the next one. Sure and sweet. He does not look happy. Coach RJ was a bright spot tonight uh, in the game. We just talk about what you've seen. God love Nick's digital, always asking a positive question, asking about RJ. Obviously, put a lot of work into the shooting, so that's coming around. Uh, But, you know, obviously, we got off to a slow start with our starters. The bench came in, played well, Uh, gave us a shot to get back into it. Right. Uh, I can tell this is going to be this is going to be short and sweet from Tibbs. He's not going to give them much. I've uh, give us much, I should say. Twenty fifth. And what do you want him to say? Honestly, Tom, I know you spoke about coming back from the break and, and the work that it was going to take. Um, what, what did you see today that kind of led to that kind of effort? Did you see any of this coming? Well, I, the same thing is going to winning. So. You, know, you have to ask yourself, what did we get done defensively in our effective offensive team? So anytime you commit to one specific area, All right, this is coach speak now. Um, White Falcon asks, can we trade Julius for Zion? RJ and Zion in New York. No, we cannot trade Julius for for Zion. Uh, I don't think he's on the block right now. Good question, though. That would be wonderful. And if we didn't finish our defense with the rebounding well, so they pretty much got everything. Yeah, when the like when that. the coach says they pretty much got everything they wanted, that's not a great sign. We'll do one more. It seemed like they paid a lot of attention to Julius. Did you also see them taking away opportunities for him to distribute even when when they loaded up on him? How do you see well, I think it's reading the game. You know, it's the game is going to tell you, you know, what shots to take. Tibbs is Tibbs is coach speaking. All right, um, I'm going to go and uh, get to the rest of these. Um, I don't know what more there is to say about tonight. It was a horrible night. Um, let's hope it's one horrible night and not the start of a horrible second half of the season. Um, but as always, appreciate everybody coming in. Appreciate everybody in the super chat. And um, I will see you guys after the next game. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And we appreciate you and love you very much. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.